Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for August 9th, 2023. And on today's episode, we're going to be going over LaShawn McCoy and Emmanuel Acho going to the Cowboys training camp. We'll also be going over three players that I'm looking forward to seeing the most in this upcoming preseason game on Saturday versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. But if you guys haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe to the page. I would greatly appreciate that. Make sure to like up the video as well if you guys have been uh, enjoying these podcasts. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. So in one of the oddest uh, attempts to get attention from people, uh, LaShawn McCoy and Emmanuel Wacho decided to show up to Cowboys training camp, but they didn't stay to watch these guys practice. They just went for a photo op and just left because that's what happened here. You know, because I understand that they have a show to do. They have obligations. They have a job. They're contractually obligated to be on the air during a certain time period. And I understand that and I respect that and that's fine. But why show up in the first place if you weren't going to show up to watch these guys practice? You showed up because you know, you knew if you would have went to this training camp, people would have taken pictures, you would have gotten the attention that you wanted, and you would have gotten your names out there even more than you already have. You want to know why? Because it is a headline to say, LaShawn McCoy shows up to Cowboys training camp. But you didn't you didn't talk to Dak Prescott. You didn't go up and, you know, because you, got it, you have a lot to say about this guy, LaShawn McCoy. You have a lot to say about this guy. You didn't go up to him and talk to him. And, 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 you know, actually get into this guy's brain. You don't make an attempt to try and get to know this guy, which is, I mean, yeah, look, I get it. That's fine. That's fine if you don't want to do that. But, you know, don't act like some big, bad, tough guy showing up to Cowboys training camp thinking you're that guy when really you showed up for 45 minutes and left before the practice even started. There was no reason for you guys to be there in the first place. And the fact that these guys got the red carpet rolled out for them is an absolute disgrace on the Cowboys part. It is. It's a flat out disgrace that these guys went. They got on field access for what? For what? These are the same guys that every chance that they get. Uh, they take a stab at the Cowboys. But you want to know why this is? It's because Jerry Jones loves the attention. He loves the attention that the Cowboys get. Because you want to know what? When LaShawn McCoy goes out there and says the stupid stuff that he says uh, in the national media, you want to know what that is? That's headlines for Jerry Jones. That's all he cares about. I talked about it on the podcast the other day when we were talking about the Cowboys potentially going after Ezekiel Elliott. This guy wants headlines. He's the same guy that said the only reason why Jimmy Johnson is not in the Cowboys ring of honor is because people would stop talking about it if he ever got inducted in the ring of honor. 
That's the type of owner that this guy is. So when he sees, you know, LaShawn McCoy and Emmanuel Acho wanting to come out to training camp, oh yeah, they're going to roll out the red carpet for him. Why? Because it brings eyeballs to the team. It creates headlines. It keeps them in the headlines. You know, because you want to know what's crazy to me? How there's content creators that show up to that camp that have to pay $250 a day to get VIP access. And you just roll out the red carpet for LaShawn McCoy and Emmanuel Acho. Give them access to talk to certain players. You know, uh, LaShawn McCoy dapped up uh, Micah Parsons, which I understand. People are kind of going at Micah Parsons for that. I would understand where you guys are coming from. But at the same time, LaShawn McCoy and Micah Parsons are from the same uh, city, from the same town, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So I understand why those guys connect on that level. I mean, you know. Uh, Micah Parsons was saying that a lot of people from that area don't make it out and get to see the fruits that those two have gotten to see. And I understand that and I appreciate that. And I don't think Micah Parsons should be slandered for, uh, you know, his admiration of LaShawn McCoy, if there is admiration uh, from Micah Parsons. LaShawn McCoy was a great player, no doubt about it. He's just a shitty analyst. I mean, that's what's going on here. He's a shitty talk show host. He's a, a shitty personality, uh, just all around not a good person. And and just not a, like, here's the thing. He's never been a good person. Like, look, I live around that area. I'm from the suburbs of uh, Philadelphia, okay? I, I know about LaShawn McCoy. I've heard stories about LaShawn McCoy. He's not a good dude. This is not something that I've known. This is not, this is not a take that I've landed on ever since that he's called Dak Prescott ass ass. It's not a take that I, I I landed on. And then you know you want to know what's crazy? He was asked uh, to address that take of him calling Dak ass ass, dude. It's not true, man. And he's like, oh well, you know, I I I should have stated it differently. Yeah, I I should have just said that he was playing ass. Like so, you double down on just uh, you double down on unprofessionalism. That's what's going on here. You double down on being unprofessional which is fine because that's what LaShawn McCoy is. I mean, when you add LaShawn McCoy to a show like that, you're adding a character. You're not adding an actual guy who's going to bring insight into the game. Maybe LaShawn McCoy can do that. Maybe he can. But at the same time, like the former running backs, don't kill me. But if there's any position on the field that I care the least hearing about, like from a former player, it's a running back because running backs do not need to be ingratiated into certain details and certain film, uh, you know, certain aspects in terms of film room and breaking stuff down that let's just say a former quarterback does. Like I like hearing insight from anybody who, uh, you know, anybody who has a good opinion, anybody who's an informed football mind. Uh, And I think that Shady is an informed football mind, but I just think that he kind of, um, I I think he strays away from actual analysis. And that's something that I dislike about uh, LaShawn McCoy. I'm I'm, I'm really not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of his takes. I'm not a fan of that show. Him and Joy Taylor, uh, I would... Uh, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. I would say th- th- there's a lot of things I would rather do than than listen to that show. Let's just say that. Uh, not a good listen ever since Dave Hellman has left that program. But overall, these people are absolute jokes. And, uh, you know, hey, look, I understand you have a show. But if you have a show and you know this, don't show up to Cowboys training camp because you're doing this for attention. You're doing this for a photo op. That's all you're doing this for. No reason to show up in the first place. 
So let's talk about actual football. We have a game this week. We have a preseason game this upcoming Saturday versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I am looking forward to this game a lot. This is the first time we're going to be seeing this team play since that terrible loss to the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm so excited, man. I'm really so excited to see this team hit the field. The Jacksonville Jaguars will be playing their starters for the first two series of the game. Here's my thing when it comes to that. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Dak Prescott's going to play during the preseason, and I have no problem with this, to be honest with you. What good is it that you're going to get from playing a series or two throughout the preseason? I think that there's more bad that can come from that than good. I just don't, I mean, if you're, if, if the thing that separates you from being ready for the season is you playing in the preseason for a series or two or not, then you're not ready for the season. If that's the difference between you being ready, playing a series or two in the preseason, or playing a few series during the course of the preseason over those three games, if that's what's going to make you ready, then I don't necessarily think you're you're ready for the season to begin with. You know, because I mean, how much good are you going to get out of playing a series or two throughout the preseason? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, look, I wouldn't be 100% against it, but at the same time, I don't think that it's some big detriment that uh, the Cowboys aren't going to play Dak Prescott and the starters throughout the preseason. I I, I don't, I, I just don't care that much. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care if they play or not this preseason, but um, I do like the fact that a lot of these second team guys or even young players in general that are going to be on the first team for the Cowboys are going to get to see, uh, you know, a first team offense. And not only that, a first team offense that I think has the potential to be a really good team. Like, I think that the Jaguars have the that have the potential to be a really good team. So it's going to be interesting to see how some of these young guys uh, fare against a team that I think uh, a lot of people should have respect for going into this season. So I want to talk about three players in particular that I'm looking forward to seeing during this game on Saturday. So Damone Clark is definitely a player that I'm going to be looking for in this game versus the Jaguars. To me, I want to see how well he processes and reads and stays in his keys. You know, that to me is where Damone Clark needs to go with his game. I think athletically, he is uh, very gifted in that manner. But I think that when it comes to a mental standpoint, there were some things that last season I saw from Damone Clark that I think that he can improve on. You know, at the same time, one thing we do have to understand about Damone Clark. This guy didn't have a training camp last year. Okay. Like he came in, I think it was week, I would have to say, what, seven uh, against the Bears. And, you know, I think that Damone Clark had a perfectly fine rookie season. I don't think he set the world on fire with his rookie season, but I think that he had a good rookie season. And I think that he's going to build upon that in his second year. You know, Damone Clark is a guy to me. You know, one thing about the Cowboys that I really like this year is that. Just with the players, how they were last season, I think this team's going to be a really good football team. But then you look at these guys like, you know, I'm going to talk about Sam Williams, but uh, that's a spoiler right there. Uh, but Damone Clark, like a guy like Damone Clark to me is, okay, even if you were as good as you were last season 
and everybody just stays the same and nobody gets better. This is still a really damn good football team. But man, if some of these guys like Damone Clark can take that step forward and become the players that we think that they can become, man, this is going to be a really, really damn good football team. It already is a really damn good football team. But man, if these guys can take a step forward, guys, that's going to be huge. And Damone Clark is one of those guys that I look at and I'm like, I think you could take a big, a big step forward. I think that this guy is going to be the future leader of the Cowboys defense. Now, granted, like my, like when I say leader, I mean in, in the type of way that Leighton Vander Esch is the leader of this defense. Green dot guy, gets guys in the right spots, you know, that type of guy. Not saying, like Micah Parsons right now is the leader, um, but I, I, I probably should have phrased that differently. But you guys know what I mean, like that Leighton Vander Esch type of uh, leader role. I think that that's going to be in the cards for Damone Clark. I just like the way this kid handles himself. I, I like the way he carries himself. He's very poised. He's very humble. He wants to get better. He doesn't make the same mistake two times. I think that this guy could be a very special player for the Cowboys for years to come. And I think that ultimately he is the uh, he's the future at that linebacker position. I mean, don't get it twisted. This is a guy that could have potentially went in the second round of the 2022 draft. He had that uh, that injury, that spinal fusion uh, surgery that he had, which bumped him down to the fifth round for the Cowboys to go pick him up. And uh, man, the Cowboys could have a big time steal here. And and not only that, you know, when you're when you're a linebacker and you get drafted in the second and third round, that's like that's actually really good. Like, you know, because for some reason, the, the league doesn't value the position as much as it does. So unless you're like a really special player, most of the times you're going to get drafted in the second and third round if you're a linebacker. Like, look at the guys who got drafted. You know, we like Drew Sanders a lot coming out of college. He got drafted in the third round. You know, so if if that was going to be the case that Damone Clark was going to get drafted in the second round, that means that he's, you know, a really... He, he, he has the potential to be a really good player. But yeah, Damone Clark, very high on the guy. I think that ultimately um, he is going to be a guy for the Cowboys moving forward. And man, if he's one of those guys that can take that step forward for this team, who man, watch out for this team. The second guy I'm looking for is Sam Williams. Now, if you guys have been listening to this podcast, you know how high I am on Sam Williams. This is a guy in his rookie season, got four sacks. One of those sacks came against Panay Sewell. Another one of those sacks came against Elton Jenkins, two of the best young offensive linemen in football. So this guy went up against some legit dudes this past season, had some nice wins against a guy like Jordan Mailata against, uh versus the Eagles. So, uh, you know, this is a guy that I think can take a step forward big time time for the Cowboys. I mean, this guy is a true athletic specimen. I think he runs a 4-4 and he's like 6'5", 270 pounds or 260 pounds. I think that's the official weight on Sam Williams. Yeah, I think that this guy is going to take a big time step forward. I think the more reps that he, he gets, you're going to see that this guy is going to be a player for the Cowboys for a long time to come. And I think that this is a guy who can play on all three downs. You know, I think he can set the edge versus the run, but I also think that he could be a really effective pass rusher. I think that Sam Williams is a better version of Randy Gregory. And and look, here's the thing. Say what you want about Randy Gregory. When that guy was on the field, he was a menace. He was an absolute menace. And my problem with Randy Gregory is he wasn't great against the run. But I think that, that Sam Williams is different than that. 
I think that Sam Williams is a guy who can be as good of a pass rusher as Randy Gregory was, but can also set the edge against the run way better than Gregory. You know, I think that, you know, when they picked him up, I was just like, yeah, I think that this is going to be our future Randy Gregory, but can provide more for this defense. I mean, 10 tackles for loss his rookie season with the amount of snaps that he got. That's incredible. You want to know what? I, I'll actually give you a better comparison. I think he is a combination of Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence. That's a dangerous combination right there. If you can be like that, yeah, you're going to be a really good player in this league. But, you know, I'm going to be looking for, do we see improvement with Sam Williams? Because, I, you know, granted, they're going to be playing their first team out there, which is why I want to see Sam Williams get a ton of reps on Saturday. I want to see Sam Williams in that, I, you know, at least for the first two series of the game, keep this guy on the field for all, you know, every part of that. Because to me, you know, Micah Parsons isn't going to be on the field. They're not going to be playing him on, on Saturday, nor should they. So Micah Parsons should be getting a ton of reps on Saturday. Um, and, you know, just overall, again, like when we talk about guys on this team that, you know, like if Sam Williams is what he was his rookie season, you know, I, I still think that that's a good player on this team. Like if you give him more reps, he's going to produce more for this team. But I think that this guy has gotten better than he was last season. You know, this is also a guy that has played uh, football for, I think, five years, somebody told me. Uh, he started playing football his senior year in high school, and he's already this good of a player. I mean, think about that. This guy started playing football his senior year of high school, and he went to the SEC, and by his senior year, he uh, I think he led the SEC in sacks. That's absurd. That's absurd. And he played in a defense that I don't necessarily think got the best out of him. I don't love that 3-3 stack uh, that some of these colleges play. And Sam Williams played in that 3-3 stack at Ole Miss and still racked up a ton of sacks. So yeah, Sam Williams is a guy that I'll be looking for on Saturday, but he's also a guy I'll be looking for throughout the course of the season. And uh, man, yeah. And hearing that, and and when I heard, because I, I did hear that when he got drafted, that he's only been playing for four or five years or whatever it may be. I did hear that, but you know, it's something that I was reminded of uh, a week or two ago. And I was just like, damn, this dude is that good to where he can... You know, that's just somebody who's who's gifted. I mean, he has legitimate gifts and, uh, you know, they've gotten the most out of this guy. Not not just the Cowboys, but, you know, his coaching staff in college got as much as they could out of him, even though I don't love that he played in that three, three stack. But I think they did a really good job of developing this guy of, you know, because he was probably just a really good athlete once he got to college. But they actually taught him how to play the game. Um and not only that, you know, you give this guy to a Dan Quinn and, you know, yeah, big things are going to happen. You know, Jane Slater was talking about this on NFL Network. He didn't even know that uh, there was a green dot guy like he didn't he didn't understand what was going on. Like when uh, Leighton Van Der Esch was getting the, the play calls through his headset, he didn't know what was going on in that. Like he didn't know that that they actually feed him plays through the headset. That's how. That's how raw this guy is, or that's how new this guy is to football. So, man, I, I, I cannot wait to see what Sam Williams uh, does this upcoming season for the Cowboys, and I'm going to be excited to uh, see him play on Saturday versus the Jacksonville Jaguars.
The third player I'll be looking for is Jalen Tolbert. So to me, this is a guy that I had high hopes for coming out of South Alabama. He's had a really good offseason so far. He's probably going to be the wide receiver number four on this team this upcoming season. I'm looking for how fluid does he look in this new offense? You know, to me... When I watched him at South Alabama, one thing that I said is he is a very heady player, right? So to me, he reminded me a lot of, let's just say, like an Amari Cooper type to where, you know, the mental side of the game was huge for him. So when he was having trouble comprehending Kellen Moore's offense, which it makes sense. I mean, that was a very complex offense. You heard a guy like Will Greer come out and talk about how complex that offense is. So now Jalen Tolbert isn't going to be out there thinking as much as he did under Kellen Moore. You know, this is a wide receiver friendly system that the Cowboys are implementing into their offense. And I think that that's going to benefit Jalen Tolbert big time. This is a guy at South Alabama who did a lot of really good things. And it wasn't just against, you know, uh, 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 weaker competition that South Alabama played against. He bought out against schools like Tennessee and Coastal Carolina because to me, uh, the mark of a really good small school prospect is how do you play when the competition steps up? Even if your team gets blown out, how do you look against those better teams? And Jalen Tolbert had some really good games against those teams. So, you know, his film coming out of South Alabama was really, really good. And uh, yeah, man, like I, I was disappointed to see the Cowboys not use him this past season and him not really get acclimated to this uh, or to the offense last season. So I don't think that's going to be the case for him this upcoming season. I think you're going to see a big jump in production from Jalen Tolbert. Again, just another guy. We talked about this with Damone Clark. If he is what he was last year, granted, the receiver room still upgraded because you added Brandon Cooks to that room. But the receiver room is going to take even more of a step forward if a guy like Jalen Tolbert can take a step forward. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point, let's just say Jalen Tolbert, let's just say if he was on another team and he was a number two wide receiver and he could get you about eight, 800 to 1,000 yards. Not saying that he can. I'm just saying hypothetically, if that's the type of player that could put could potentially be this upcoming season because here's the thing he's not going to get uh crazy numbers he's not going to put up crazy numbers this upcoming season because he's going to be a wide receiver number four but even as a wide receiver number four we can look at this guy and say damn if he was on another team he'd be putting up big numbers that's what i mean by that so if you have a guy who could be a legit number two wide receiver on a team but yet he's your number four wide receiver that's going to improve your wide receiver room even more because at the end of the day injuries do happen Right. So having a guy like Jalen Tolbert that could step up and be a valuable piece in a receiver room, that would be huge for the Cowboys. So, yeah, Jalen Tolbert, he's a guy that I'm going to be looking out for. And, and I, I really do expect big things from Jalen Tolbert. Like you hear uh, he's in the ear of Brian Schottenheimer all the time or or. You know, Brian Schottenheimer's in his, in his years the entire time. They're hip to hip at training camp. He wants to learn. This is a guy that wants to get better. You know, to me, I'm very impressed with how he handled that rookie season and him saying, you want to know what? That was not that was not a good season for me. I need to be better. I need to hold myself accountable. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm going to get in the film room. I'm going to get with Doc. I'm going to improve my game. And so far, it looks like Jalen Tolbert has improved his game this uh, this upcoming or uh, this past offseason. So yeah, man, look again, just another player. Like I said, uh, 
The Cowboys are a really damn good team just from the players, uh, the way that they played last season and what I think they'll do this season. But if you get these young guys stepping up, like a Damone Clark, like a Sam Williams, like a Tolbert, like some of the rookies that they have, sheesh, man, they, this could be an, an absolute banger of a team. Seriously. So Jalen Tolbert, I, I, I got a lot of respect for the guy and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring to this team. But that's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. We are halfway through the week here. It is Wednesday. We're getting there slowly but surely. So uh, I hope you guys are enjoying your week so far. I hope whatever goals you guys have put forward, you guys are uh, achieving those goals. And, uh, you know, just overall. I, and first off, I want to say shout out to Player's Choice. Shout out to Player's Choice, man. I was on there with J-Rob and Real Talk with MJ, uh, who, by the way, is a diehard Eagles fan. We had a great, great conversation there. So if you guys guys uh, want to see more of me by any means on uh, YouTube on player's choice. That's the name of the show by any means. Uh, fantastic conversation with J Rob J Rob. I got love for player's choice and um, keep your eyes out. We might be working on something for the Cowboys community. I'm just saying, I'm just saying there can potentially be something in the works with the Cowboys and player's choice. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, um, yeah, if you guys haven't already and you guys have enjoyed this video, please make sure to hit that thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe to the page. Uh, and if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this app, please make sure to leave a review. Make sure to follow the show and leave a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate that, right? I, I, I think that this is a five-star podcast. I think that it's worthy of a five-star review. So uh, that would mean the world to me, guys. But uh, until next time, I will see you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll, we'll see, see you next time, time on, on the Cowboys, Cowboys Beat, Beat Audio, Audio Podcast. Podcast.